And now, the skills of the sculptor and the talents of the artist will let us relive great moments with Mr. Lincoln. Show. And here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe! Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy, he calls to you who, the social outcast, yes, you who are rejected. He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready, Trumbo. And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings, I am Spud Goodman. Spud <laughs> man. Yeah, and I fully stand behind that statement. Uh, thank you one and all for joining us tonight. I myself, I'll have to admit, was seriously contemplating calling in sick, but my Puritan work ethic reared its head again. I hate it when that happens. Good thing it's very rare. Anyway, Can you keep I, a secret? Yeah, I'm here, so why don't we make this show not half bad? I, I feel that's, you know, that's doable. Yeah, so I should now introduce our designated laugh, Regina. I'm glad you showed up for work. As I know, I could not do a radio show without you. I need what you do, okay? Can you imagine any host doing a radio show without someone like you? Well, I come to understand that a designated laugher is pretty much a must-have in the industry Absolutely. these days. I mean, to be honest, it's much more in demand than a generic co-host. Ooh, down oh. goes the temporary co-host, Gerald Holcomb. Well, well, first, that's temporary permanent. And, and I must challenge that remark, Gina. Well, I mean, sure, no one wants dead air when a host says witty or funny things. But a co-host is often no, the not. only thing standing between total chaos and a successful show. The, to use a sports metaphor, I am the glue guy what? on the Spud Goodman no, no, Show. No, no, don't go using the yeah. glue guy tag on yourself. Glue guys are what make good teams great. Hey, yeah. I mean, you are overestimating your impact here. <laughs> uh, a good glue guy is usually worth like an extra win or two during the season. You, sure. on the other hand, have done nothing to help us get to the next level. <laughs> Well, I have to take responsibility for the show's current state in the radio industry. Why not? Now, that is unfair to say the least. Hey, I, I didn't want to start anything here, right. but I, I was wondering if I could put out a plea to anyone listening, either over the air or on the World Wide re Web right now, because I need to find somebody. Uh, you want to do a personal live on my show now? I huh. thought you already huh. had a significant other. Yeah. I mean, 
you have a kid with them. I, I'm going to get personal here, but this could be a little awkward when you get home. The guy listens to the show each week, right? Well, I mean, yes, Cameron does listen to the show, but I'm not looking well, to hook up with yeah. anyone. Um, I, I'm trying to contact some of my distant relatives. Spud, I signed up for Ancestry.com last weekend, and I cannot tell you how many relatives I have all over the world. I mean, there are so really? many, I, I don't even okay. know where to start organizing a Maybe, family reunion yeah. for the summer. I well. mean, how cool would that be? Come on, Gina, have you ever seen that cop show? People at family reunions quite often come to blows as you never know which way these things will go. So for God's sakes, just say no. You paid those guys at Ancestry.com? I almost signed up once, but then I thought about how much time and money it would take to send out birthday and Christmas cards, you know, every year to all the Goodmans out there. My dad told me when I was a teenager that the males in our family are very, very fertile. You know, and there were a buttload of us spread out all over the globe. Are you sure you want to get into this, Gina? I mean, have you has have you really thought the about this? The answer is. I, I mean, it it is so exciting to discover that you have family that you had no idea about. This company presents an opportunity to make a connection with someone who shares the same genetic pattern. I mean, this you know, same... Gina, I don't I, I don't have to pay online family tracking companies to fully discover my lineage. Our church is a full service provider of all questions regarding our ancestors. We have state of the art techniques to trace things back to the very origin of planet Earth 6,000 years ago. The game has changed. Now, Yo. in those first couple hundred years after creation, information is somewhat sketchy, but Mormon church computer programs are an effective tool in really? analyzing even one's early background. Yeah, well, free sure beats what you know the ancestry people are charging. Sure, sure. I, I gotta admit that. You got a point there. Yeah. I, I guess you must get some services for that tithing deal. That's a big chunk of change each month, man. Oh, nonsense. It's our pleasure to tithe. Spud, you should give serious thought to dedicating at least 10% of your income to a cause greater than yourself. Yeah, if no, you it could, only makes I, I common sense. I could check with my No, I already have two visas maxed out. So get back oh. to me, you know, with the info when I get them both back down to a point when I can still use them to charge something. Uh, all right, all right. <laughs> uh, can I do my shout out for any possible extended family members who might well, be listening now? I, it'll only take a second spot. How about you hold that thought until a little later in the show as right now I need to play some music. All right, this is a band that played on our radio show live <laughs> maybe about a year ago. Uh, they are The West, and uh, this is a cut off their 2014 release. It's Never the Place. Roll it.
is the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Hi, everybody. My name is Andy Dick, and uh, I don't know why, but you're listening to the Spud Goodman Show. Good luck with that. Oh, guess what? JB Smoove is on the phone and ready to go, Spud. All right, very cool. You know, I know you really enjoy interviewing JB. Well, what can I say? I dig this guy. Mm-hmm. He has a brilliant comedic mind that never takes a day off. JB, yes. You know, JB Smoove could fill a television network's full weekly programming schedule by himself. <laughs> Just give him a damn microphone. I don't know if I'm that big a fan. I couldn't watch anyone 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Not even Bill O'Reilly, though. <laughs> The wife and I do love him. We have all of his killing books. All of them, Spud. You know, that's a lot of killing. But anyway, just put JB on, please. Uh, all right. But hey, I want you to remember, the last time he was on, you lost control of the interview like in the th- first 30 seconds he was going. So be strong. Here, here he is. Hey, please welcome a man who requires no introduction, but will get one anyway because I can't start an interview without telling listeners a guest's name. Here, let me do this. Please say hello to the one, the only, Mr. JB Smooth. What's up? Yeah. All right. right. Well, you know, before we start, I should publicly acknowledge something here. Though I am a professional, a veteran talk show host who has interviewed hundreds of guests from the entertainment industry over the years, I am now disclosing the fact that you, J.B. Smoove, are my all-time favorite guest. I know this is inappropriate. It's like parents are not supposed to publicly acknowledge what child is their favorite. And I'm breaking probably some sort of industry taboo, but it's the truth. Now I've said it, so we can begin. Uh, Did I make you uncomfortable with that? Not at all, brother. It's cool to break down that wall. There's a wall there that's going to break down, and it's okay to break it down. Uh-huh. You know, I got I do this all the time when I'm doing hosting charity events or, you know, events for, for, for galas and that kind of stuff. The first thing I say is, let's not make this about me. You know what I'm saying? So I like to, I like to knock that wall down immediately. You know, some people get a little, you know, when they, when they meet me, I mean, I'm so imposing of a character and a figure they got to get it off their chest. It's okay to get things off your chest, brother. Yeah. Don't don't be shy about getting it off your chest. You All know? right. <laughs> it, I just did, and I feel so much better. Yeah, you, you know, I just I just like having you on the show, man. So so the world wants to know. It's always the, fun. That's right. Well, the world wants to know the fate of Leon. So I have to at least ask, have you spoken with Larry David on the phone recently about a possible season nine of Curb Your Enthusiasm? Because I guess he doesn't text much, so... You know what? I don't know, man. You know, Larry's a, a piece of, he's a very fickle animal. You don't know what he's thinking. But I do know he has not told HBO no. So I heard that from insiders over, over at HBO. He has not said no, but he has not said yes. Well, but I did tell Larry David, I said, you know, um, you know, if you don't come back, you should do a spinoff with Leon. Yeah. And let Leon, let Leon do his dizzle, you know? Ah. And, and hey, I'm gonna tell, tell you something. That's a pretty damn good show title too. It's been off the fate of Leon. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. Well, if, if he hasn't said anything, I'm gonna take that as a yes. So he hasn't said no. So. <laughs> All right. Um, well, you're now in season four uh, on your show, Four Courses with J.B. Smoove on the Madison Square uh, Garden Network. I hear you only have one rule with guests on the show, and if, if they violate it, you'll banish them from the dinner table. What is it? Because I always need to brush up on my dinner table manners, you know? Yeah, you should, man. Uh, be careful not to speak open, fully open mouth. Yes. Fully. Uh, don't put food in your pocket. There's a, there's a few of them, man. You know, uh... Excuse yourself for the restroom only between shots. Uh, don't eat off anyone's plate. Uh-huh. There's, a, there's a few in there that are pretty darn good. 
uh, a few good ones, man. Uh, do not take your shoes off under the table or undo your belt. Um, just a few of them in there, man. A few very good ones and very, very uh, timely ones that I feel like uh, you know you should carry over into your personal life also. Not just for my show, but you should watch it to gain your edit, get your etiquette up, you know? Yeah, so you're kind of a taskmaster at the dinner table. You pretty much, uh, uh, you run a tight ship is what I'm saying. You have to run a tight ship, man. You want people to look good on camera. You don't want to, you know what, not only do you not want to embarrass them, you don't want them to embarrass themselves on camera because they, people forget, they, 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 they put their guard down and they almost forget that they're, uh, on camera, they 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 you know they they having such a great time at the table with my with, with each other that they forget and start doing things they would normally do in their personal life, which is open their mouth fully, fully open mouth, you know. And, and, it's, and it's my job to get you some great food. So the great food I understand, but you know, great food requires your mouth to be closed to enjoy all the taste all the taste buds activate. Oh, I did you not know mouth, this. Huh. When you open your mouth fully, you diminish the taste buds to go down a certain, certain amount, a percentage amount of taste. Wow. Goes down. All right. I just wrote yeah. that down. Yeah. I had no idea. Damn. All write right. that down, brother. Write that down. All write right. That down. Well, as you only eat at five-star restaurants in New York for the show, you must be really spoiled when you have to eat on your own time. How's that? You know what I do? I treat my, I treat my house just like I treat going to a five-star restaurant. You know, I set the table really nice. You know, I put a suit on. I cross my leg over, wow. my right over my left leg. Yeah, I don't put my elbows on the table. I don't lean. I don't crouch. You know what I'm saying? I don't talk my mouth full. And, and I, I try to carry it over to my personal life. Well, can I ask if you now demand an after-dinner drink, even at home? Like, you know, do, like they, I think they call them cordials or some cognac. Do you have people serving you and stuff? Or? No, you know what? Sometimes I forget that it's my house. And I'll raise my hand like some like 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 a waiter would show up, but they never show up. So I I forget sometimes I'm I'm at home and I'm not in a restaurant. So I got to get up and make my own damn drink. Right. Well, as we discussed the last time you were on, uh, the major perk of doing this particular show, it's an eating show, is you get to take home the doggy bags for yourself. So what I'm saying is you really need to do what's necessary to keep this show on the air until you hit Medicare age, because then they have that free Meals on Wheels thing they got. So can you keep it on that long? You're right. I can keep it on that long, and here's the good thing about it. The meal is always on me, so until that said happens, the meal is still on me. So you, so you treat, I treat you like you're old as hell anyway. Because the, the meal is on me anyway. You get a free meal regardless. You know? oh. So I'm treating you as though you're old and, and, you know, and you're getting that benefit because I'm preparing you for your next life, your next part of your life. The extended part of your life, which is get your free meal. Right. Super. So that's how I treat everybody. Well, I just we're just concerned. We want to keep this show on forever because we love you. Is there anything my listeners can do to help, like Barry M, the MSG Network, with uh, you know fan letters? Is all I'd want out of it, maybe you know a piece of leftover cheesecake or some truffles, and you could FedEx them to me. So I mean, we're easy. So just let us know if there's anything we can do to make sure this thing stays on the air forever. Only thing we can do here is you know. Keep writing, keep writing the show. If you enjoy the show, if you're catching the show uh, on any of your platforms, it's amazing. Hopefully, we'll get to syndicate the show out soon. We have over 40 episodes already taped already. Some amazing guests, you know, this season alone has, has hit the ball. You know, Bernie Williams and Chris Rock, uh, Michael K. Williams, Rocco Despirito, uh, Adam Richmond, 
we had Sway, we had uh, we had a bunch of amazing guests this season. You know, Bill and Beer. You know, I mix it up oh, a little bit wow. with the comedians, with the with the actors, with the sports stars, and you know, it's been an amazing season already. So, I, and I would love the show to continue. You know, let's see what happens. You know, maybe maybe we can get this show syndicated around the country so people can really see the magnitude and 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 also I'll turn you on to something fabulous, which is etiquette. Which is which is which is class, which is uh, uh, getting together with good friends, good food, and good fun yeah. all at one table. You know, I like people to pull their feet up to the front of the TV and enjoy the meal. Also, you well, know? you're a teacher. I mean, that's why you're my favorite guest because I learned so much yes, from indeed. you. So, well, you have to learn stuff. Yeah, exactly. Well, let me hit you with this one. If if JB Smoove could jump into a time machine and hang out with any president from the first days of this country to now, who would it be? Any any particular president? Ooh, you know, uh, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Lincoln. I like the style. Yeah, he's a good man. Um, I, 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 I always wanted to grow a good beard. Yeah. Um, so it's a few things in it that I, I would love to, uh, you know, to 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 talk to him about. You know, um, you know, if I if I was around that time, maybe I would have stopped the assassination. Maybe you know. Yeah. Uh, I stopped it. You know. That would be pretty cool. I, 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 because I do love the fashions uh, of back then, the long, uh, the long, uh, the long coats and the and the stock. Those stovepipe hats would be pretty cool, don't you think? The stovepipe. Oh man, come cool. on, man! Yeah. No. You, you think you think I want to look good in that kind of? Oh yeah, you you'd kill it. Absolutely. No. If I may, Spud. Yes. Well, after listening to your interview with JB here, I would suggest maybe you want to ask him about his time. Did I your... ask for suggestions? Oh, man. Am I not a professional well, who has many, many years as a talk show host? I, I'm not insinuating this is your first rodeo, but... Well, listen, I... why do people who have never rode a bucking horse or a bull use that cliche statement? I would bet 0.02% of the world's population have ever actually participated in a sanctioned rodeo. So the truth is, for most everyone on the face of the earth, the first rodeo they entered would be technically their first. Now let me get back to JB, if you don't mind. Okay, okay. All right, JB, sorry about that, I'm back. I'm good to go always, brother. Huh? I was kind of thinking of Zachary Taylor. He's, uh, you know, he only lasts like a year in office when he kicked the bucket. So, you know, if it was really boring, it could only, you know, it'd only be like 12 months. But you picked the best. I mean, yeah, I, I sh- should have went with Lincoln. Of course, you know, you're J.B. Smooth, and I'm Spud Goodman, so that explains Smooth, that. You know, a lot of people would like to know what J.B. Smooth watches on TV when you have a moment to relax, besides Sports Center. you know, maybe when you're on the road at your hotel. Any shows that would surprise people? Oh, sure, man. The one show that I do love, you know, which, which I'm, I'm, in, I'm watching right now, matter of fact, um, it's called The Walking Dead, of course. Because huh. I'm, I'm a big zombie guy. I think I heard you of know, I do know, I do know it's a possibility that if the wrong person gets in office, the zombie apocalypse could happen. That's yeah. what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. Be careful. Learn to, get your zombie skills up. Get your zombie skills up because the zombie apocalypse could be on the horizon. I'm trying to tell you right now. I watch that show, not just for entertainment purposes, but I also watch that show to, to, to keep my skills, my, my, my zombie skills up. You know, what a zombie would do in this situation, what zombies like to eat, you know, what zombies smell, what attracts them to you, you know, different things like that, you know. Well, last question, because I know you, you got stuff to do. What's the one thing J.B. Smoove still wants to do in his career? I'm sort of using a third-person reference on your behalf there. You're that big of a star to me, man, so... 
hey, the third person thing works for me all the time. I, I consider myself, I consider myself, sometimes I talk to myself in the third person. You know, sometimes I talk about the third person, and sometimes I, I will sit here and have a conversation with the third person from the second person Super. and the first person. All right. All right. So uh, the things I do, I do feel like I wish that, and now we're talking about the, 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 the third person, maybe there's a way of separating yourself so you can spread yourself around. That way people don't have to talk about the third person. You can be about the third person and allow the third person to do whatever the third person wants to do outside the first person's life and the first person world. So you're not interrupting anything the first person is doing and allow the third person, as opposed to just being spoken about, have this third person be about it. You know what I mean? I just told my, you know, my co-host over here, I just saying that, you know, any network could just give you seven days a week, toss you a microphone, and they'd be good. That's kind of what I, my, that's my take on J.B. Smooth. I think that'd be so awesome, man. You know, uh, you know, I would love to do something like that. Right. I, I, I think, uh, I think, I think I could have a great time doing it. I think I would really enjoy it. All right, super. Um, I, I, I would love to dive into late night. You know, I'm, put, I'm, I'm gonna put it out there. You know, I got I, I do have a few late night offers on the table, so let's really? see what happens. Oh wow! All right. Well, I won't jinx maybe you. I, I won't maybe ask Maybe I will further. dive in there. Huh. Maybe right. I will dive in there. Yeah. All right. Well, we can only hope. Let's our our, our listeners are will be uh, crossing our fingers. Whatever they got to do to make that happen. All right. Well, now you got to go. So I just want to thank you, JB, for coming back on the show. You again, my all time favorite guest, Mr. JB Smooth. Always, brother. We'll see you soon. There's still more fun and excitement in store in the second half of the Spud Goodman Radio Show right after this brief intermission. This ain't government cheese, it's Spud. Good man. My baby left me for another guy. She dug him because he had a meth lab in that double wide trailer down the street. He had a meth lab in that trailer down the street. For a genuine musical treat, tune in to the, the Spud Goodman Show, radio's famous program that takes you on a magic carpet of melody to a world of beauty. All right, musical guest interview time. Please welcome our musical guest, Cloud Person. I now need all members of Cloud Person to publicly state their name, instrument, and blood type just in case of an emergency. <laughs> I'm, I'm Pete. I play guitar and sing. I have no idea what my blood type is. I'll probably die if I have trouble. <laughs> I'm Cameron. I play bass and I sing backups. I, I'm the most common blood type, whatever that means. I'm Mike. I play lead guitar. And, uh, yeah, I got blood. Super. <clears throat> all right. I'm, I'm Steve, I play drums, and I have no idea what my blood type is. Who <laughs> am I? <laughs> I'm Mikkel, I play keys. I'm proud to be an O. All right, finally. Okay, well, the history of Cloud Person. What is the VH1 behind-the-scenes story on the rise of the band? Any juicy stories, anything at all? Uh, lots of knife fights. Okay. Cameron does heroin all the time. Okay. Mm, yeah. it, it, it's, it was a solo thing, then it was a folk thing, and now we're a psychedelic rock thing. Yeah, all right. A little flexible. I like Yeah. It's good. Okay. Uh, well, what's the band's position on TPP? 
Uh, that Trans-Pacific <laughs> Partnership, it's that trade deal that might cause a lot of more jobs to go overseas. I don't know myself. I just Googled it. I probably should know about it before I asked you, but do you guys have any idea? That's what started most of the knife fights we have. Okay, there yeah. you go. So, There's always a reason behind knife fights. Yeah, you just, well. Okay, all right, super. Uh, well, may I ask what the favorite fruit of Cloud Person is? Oh, banana. Is there a consensus? Why banana? Banana. <laughs> the I'm shape, the ease of the peel. The shape, Cameron, the shape. <laughs> so there's no... Hey, oh. A Kelly File exclusive. No division in the band? Or it's unanimous? I'm an apple guy. We talk about right, apples a go. lot. We, we are fans of Honeycrisp. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, yes. Mm-hmm. Good choice. True. I was going to say banana, too. So i right. got three bananas. All right. Well, <laughs> what is the name of the first song? Uh, it's Throne. Okay. Well, let's do it.
is the Spud Goodman Show. So how about now, Spud? It won't uh, take long. I, I sort of wrote up something last night. It's only a page and a half. I will talk a really page fast. Page and a half? Are you serious? Do, yeah. do you want to put the few people who are still wide awake into a deep sleep here? <laughs> I'm already having to try and counteract Mr. Temporary Co-host over here. <laughs> well, te- temporary permanent. And I, I know... I know you speak in jest, Spud, but yes, Gina, a long personal address during the program will bring things to a halt, momentum-wise. Couldn't this better be done on an online statement, like on uh, Facebook? Facebook? Yeah. How old do you think my relatives are? I mean, I'm guessing most of them are pretty young, as, you know, adults in my family don't age well. Hmm. I mean, witness my bucket list countdown in process. Uh, why do you think I first reached out to the local juggalos? I mean, they have such a zest for life. Hey, yeah, uh, can I ask about the, the juggalo thing? What's the average lifespan of a juggalo? Like, late 30s? If you must know Spud, according to Wikipedia, juggalos are an endangered species. And lab tests conducted on feces samples indicate their main food source ingested is Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces? You can't make this stuff up. I have no idea. Uh, All I do know is that they live life to the fullest, and, well, you have to respect that. Hmm. Really? Well, okay, maybe a little bit. You know, I have no respect for that crappy soda they drink, Fago. It must shave a few years off their life for sure. You know, from what I've read from our church literature, Spud, Fago is entirely permissible. It's, well, some are 100% caffeine-free. Super. Sure, it leaves one with a bit of a bad aftertaste, but yeah. it's not horrible, and it's priced very reasonably. Right? Yeah, thank you, Gerald. You're welcome. It, di- it just takes a while to develop a craving for it. So can I do my statement now, Spud? I promise I'll no. make it Look, quick. I'm okay with you doing it, but I think our next guest is on the line ready to go. Mr. Temporary Co-host, please verify. Oh, yeah, the temporary permanent. And uh, yeah, I'm being told your next guest, William Hurt, is ready to speak with you. Now, Spud, could I ask how the heck did you get him to come on this show? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think we talked with his people and they said yes. I mean, that's kind of how the booking thing goes down. Not everyone says yes, but a lot of people do or we wouldn't have a damn radio show. Americans love a winner. It, it just seems strange to me that the level of guests that you get on this program, it, it continues to amaze me. Why? Will, well, William Hurt <laughs> has won an Oscar. I just Googled it, and it, it, so have he has other nominations in addition so, so to that. What are you saying? That, that speaking to me is beneath him? <laughs> I mean, listen, I am an accredited <laughs> well, talk show host. I am more than qualified to interview uh, William Hurt. I don't believe you have any formal accreditation as a talk show host, but there is no sanctioning body in the entertainment industry. That's a flat well, out lie. who made you George Washington all of a sudden? It's partially <laughs> true, I mean, because I was told by Don Rickles after we were done with the interview yeah. that I didn't totally suck as a talk show host, and I will never forget those kind words. Well, well that still doesn't make you accredited. Yeah, whatever. Just put William on. Uh, here he is. <laughs> Please welcome actor William Hurt to the show. Thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. But who's we? Uh, myself. <laughs> and, well, actually, my co-host who's uh, off to the side, but I don't allow him to speak. So, um, All right. Well, you are currently starring in the Esquire Network's new dramatic series, Beowulf, now airing on Saturdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 Central. Correct? Yes, that is very correct. All right, I, my research is accurate. That's good to know. Well, you play the character Rothgar, King of the Danes, and this takes place, you know, a while back, what, the 8th or ninth century? 
Yeah, about 1,200 years ago. Oh, yeah, all right, all right. Well, and, uh, well, well no, well, it's, I mean, that, that's the setting. Um, that's when the original was written, and and that's when the the story was first conceived. This iteration of it, this version of it, is <laughs> is modernized. You're not going to hear them speaking as they spoke. Well, that's well, that's oh, because I was thinking it'd be so cool because everyone would address address you as uh, your excellency or my lord, or that, that would have been so cool. They don't do that. Uh, it's a different. I mean, that 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 pretension didn't really start until after the medieval age. Until, right. Well, it's until during the medieval times, and both. So, Beowulf was written before, long before the medieval period began. Really, I got to write that down because uh, I did weird. not know that. That's incredible. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it was the Iron Age, ah, okay. but it wasn't. And so, and and then the Iron Age came after the Bronze Age. So right. it, was, it was very early on. What's what's staggering about it is how phenomenally, fantastically imaginative it is. It is, and how long ago it was written. People usually think that things are old or boring. Right. This is old and anything anything but boring. All right. That's that's good to hear. All right. Well, let me touch just a brief bit on your impressive career. Obviously, everyone's aware of it, but I got to at least at least go there for a second. I mean, you won an Academy Award for your role in Kiss of the Spider Woman. You also were nominated for three other films, Children of a Lesser God, Broadcast News, and History of Violence. You know, you, you, I would say your choice of work is varied, to say the least. Um, I mean, is there is there any kind of role that makes you uncomfortable? Because you seem to be able to be willing to, uh, to take on anything. The thing that makes me uncomfortable is being asked to do something that's less than my capacity, or or less than anybody's capacity. <laughs> like, I mean, what it does bother me to be invited to a project to do something that someone thinks I've done before. Uh-huh. It, it, it kind of means it kind of means that they're living in an idea of themselves that's already in the past. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. and they want and they want to and they, and they want to include me in that idea and I don't and I'm like oh, wait a second guys you know life is so short why not be alive now well you know in terms of your roles I have to say this as a lost in space guy I'm appreciative that you did that movie as I've spent decades taking crap from family and friends <laughs> for preferring that TV show over Star Trek never fear Smith is here thank you sir I love things I mean I love the idea about we had a little bit of a, there were some snags we ran into along the way. Danger, Will Robinson. But I just worked with Steve Hopkins. I mean, I, I, I just worked with him on Race. Oh, oh yeah. So Jesse Young. Heard it was great. Director. We had, we had, and we had a wonderful, we had a wonderful time. Super. Well, in 2010, you played former Treasury Secretary Henry Paulson in the HBO movie Too Big to Fail. So i got to ask you this. Do you have a take on why all the ex-Goldman Sachs bigwigs continually are given the keys to oversee our economy? Did you get any insight on what special powers these masters of the universe have? Well, that's a spooky way to talk about something that, that for which there's an answer that's pretty... Um, I think... I, look, look I, I'm not the guy to ask, but... Um, but I think there's an answer that's a lot more, um, you know, level-headed than that. I, I believe that one of the reasons Dartmouth produced really great people was because they concentrated on a culture of um, leadership. Uh-huh. 
for interest. And and I and if you take a look at if you really were to look, open a book that is about Goldman Sachs and read a history of Goldman Sachs, the people who um, originated it, who built it up, who continue it. Um, I think you'd be pretty interested to see what what they thought their task was, what they what they think their 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 goal in life is, uh, and I think you'd be interested that a lot of these people, a lot of their goals, it isn't just to go out and make money rapidly, like uh, if you I know, may interject here, what um, Spud. Asking William Hurt, one of our greatest American actors of this generation, if he had any insight as to why our government continues to bring in ex-Goldman Sachs officials to oversee our economy, it's maybe inappropriate. You know, he's not in the financial industry. Yeah, but he played a treasury secretary. Right. You know, I just wanted to know if he could explain to me why are guys from that particular bank the chosen ones? It's interesting to me. I hope I didn't annoy him too much with this one. Well, um... I think you've seen too many movies about that financial meltdown in 2008. You are now well, overly suspicious about the banking industry. Yes, I am. Well, so could I ask William a question about one of his movies? I particularly enjoyed Body Heat. It's a very risque movie, but quite exhilarating. Uh, listen, as Body Heat was a great movie, but I don't think it could be described as risque. Uh, there really wasn't that much skin in it, really compared to what's on the screen nowadays. Well, it had about as much sex as the wife and I could comfortably handle. So, can I ask William if he... The answer is no, and if I let you ask him a question now, where will that lead? Pretty soon, you'll be demanding the name of the show be The Spud Goodman Show with Gerald Holcomb? That's not going to happen. It's not the right way to go. Well, now that you've brought this up for discussion, I would like to suggest that be considered as yeah. I am at your side each okay. week... This conversation I is over. Okay. Um, well, William, you have a pilot's license. Do you ever just like jump in a plane and fly somewhere to catch a movie at some cineplex if it's not shown in your area? I never. I don't jump into a roll thoughtlessly, and I don't jump into airplanes thoughtlessly. All right. Well, that's uh, for the record. All right. I stopped flying a while back, but because I wasn't, I wasn't able to stay well enough uh, prepared for it. You really, you don't want to drive an airplane unless you are. Unless it's a glove and you put your hand in it. And oh. you have to train your hand. So. I'll write that down because I'd like to fly someday. You know, or at least maybe in first class before I actually yeah. become a pilot. But yeah. Uh, well, last question. Uh, last question because uh, I know you got to go. Um, so what's been your most memorable moment in the film? If you could just, you know, throw out just one film, maybe that was your most memorable uh, experience. Well, I mean, I've had an amazing, I've had an amazing ride. Well, all I can say, William, is you give great interview, if I might say that. This is, uh, I've really enjoyed this. Uh, <laughs> so once again, I want to remind our listeners that your TV drama, Beowulf, is now airing on the Esquire Network on Saturday nights at 10 p.m. 9 central. I really very much appreciate you uh, coming on the show, okay? Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Thank you very much. All right. This is a Spud Goodman Show. What else is there, man? Here is Cloud Person.
Resident psychic is holding on the line to speak with you. All right. You know, I was thinking the other night about what psychics put down for their occupation on their tax returns. Oh. I bet the IRS audits most psychics, you know, just to mess with them. <laughs> well, why don't you ask, Ted? Yeah, I mean, maybe another time. I have something else I was going to ask him. Do you think psychics know in advance if they're going to get audited? Welcome to manned well, space exploration. What do, you, what do you think? I mean, they're psychics, so I guess, yeah. Well, uh, should I plug his show now? Yeah, that's one of the few things you're asked to do, then put him through. All right, right. <laughs> Ted Mars' Out of This World radio show can be heard each Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Time on KKNW, 11.50 a.m. in Seattle and on the web. Here he is. Please welcome back to the show our very own psychic, Mr. Ted Marr. How are you doing tonight, Ted? <laughs> Fine, but it's really good to talk to you. All right, well, I've been wanting to ask you this question, but was a little embarrassed. But here goes. Do ghosts have sex? I I'm sure hope so, because I will be one probably pretty soon, given my daily diet of Hostess Pies and Mountain Dew. <laughs> they are all laughing on the other side. You're great. They really love your shows, bud. Right. Um, I like that. Well, the se sex life actually. Let me let me give you a little little bit of background. The, the sex life is, of course, in this third dimension, and there's certain things that you can do only in this third dimension, and that's including having sex or making love to someone you really care, hopefully care about and 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 cherish. Um, when you when you pass on into the higher dimensions. Um, it's different. There's, there's no really, there's a physicality that's just as real as the physicality here in this dimension here. But they don't have sex in the same way that that we have it here in this in this third dimension. Oh. Um, for example, when you give someone a hug, you can only do that in the third dimension. And 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 in the fifth dimension, thoughts are things. So when you love someone, instead of having sex with them or make love to them per se, you you send them lots of love and light. And that's why. Spirits love it when you when you can send lots of love and light to them. But the sex life appears 
there's certain things that you can only do in the third dimension, and that's why we reincarnate this this dimension so we can experience that. I think maybe I might be more into like the 18th dimension because that sounds like it might be a little more fun. But let me ask you this. Can you pick which ghost you can sleep with? Because if so, I have B. Arthur at the top of my list as I've always had a thing for the mature type. And, and also one at a time for sure as that beats that 70 virgin thing that some are into is I never could understand why a guy would want to sleep with so many inexperienced women. It makes no sense. Um, Spud, that is a yes? very inappropriate question to ask a psychic. Necrophiliacs are not healthy individuals. Sex with ghosts? Really? Ghost sex is not necrophilia, okay? I googled it, so butt out on this one. Well, very well, but if it's not technically necrophilia, it's darn close, so I would advise you to steer clear of this topic. And that is why you are the co-host and not the host. People want to know this kind of stuff, so let me get back to Ted. Zip it. So you can at least be have sex one at a time, right? When you make when you make love or, or have sex with someone here in this in this dimension, you actually leave part of your soul energy with that person, and they do the same with you too. That's why if oh. that's why if you have lots of partners, what happens then is that your soul energy gets mixed up with so many people, it can drive you to, to insanity. <laughs> so uh, what I hear you saying then is there is going to be some action on the other side. That's, that's something that uh, I can hold on to, I guess, and uh, you know, it'll be a little bit easier when I'm, uh, I'm saying my final words. I think the merging of two souls and through love is, is probably the most beautiful experience you can have in this third dimension. When you pass over that dimension, but you do share a lot of love because love is the most important uh, force in the universe. All right, super. Well, there you have it, Mr. Ted Marr, in this Out of This World segment. Uh, we'll talk again, Ted. You take it easy. My, how time flies. Okay, so the show is almost yeah. over, and I haven't had a chance to do my shout-out to the possible relatives who could be listening. I know, I know, but what are the chances anyone related to you could possibly be listening to this show? I, I know our demographics really well, and frankly, I just don't think... You know, think like I said earlier, Gina, there are much more effective ways to trace your family tree. If you would like to speak with our church elders about this, I can guarantee you it, you would be brought aware of all family members, even your distant, once or twice removed ones. Oh, shut up. Yeah, but would I have a? I have to join the church, right? I'm not. I'm Methodist. Oh well, yeah, yeah. This service is only for church members. You know, if we opened it up to everyone, we'd be buried with questions to find lost great uncles and aunts around the globe. Oh, look, just go ahead, Gina, and say something. You got like 15 seconds. Okay, cool. So, if any Gorskis are out there right now listening, I would love for you to contact me. So just shoot me an email here at the Spud Goodman Show at gmail.com and let me know if you could make our family reunion i'm planning i okay. i don't have a picnic area yet reserved but mm -hmm. i plan to soon and it will be potluck hopefully not everyone will Super. bring potato salad though i mean oh a nice casserole would be nice and desserts of course and i myself would love any kind of berry pie and oh beverages you could you can't go wrong with fago no and, I, I, hey i never did get your last name uh gorski huh Gorski? I, I had no idea. Dinner was over hours ago. Let, let me close the show, though, okay? Hey, hey, Gina, if I could suggest a surefire party pleaser, mince meat pie. It's much more tasty than any of the berry pies. Gerald, mince meat pie? Are you freaking serious, guy? We know you are not high, so leave the dessert talk 
to those who know what to buy. Yeah, okay. I think I have the menu deal covered, but thanks. Really? Mincemeat? What the yeah. hell kind of pie is that? They don't sell those at Costco. <laughs> well, well, I, I could have my lovely wife bake you one and bring it in next week. Ew. They are my favorite, for Look, sure. again, it's not all about you, okay? Oh. All right, this is Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Once again, Cloud Person. Quiet in the air with the filthy white fever. Talk about oasis, first you better learn to survive.
Spud Goodman Radio Show is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. Video director, T.J. Pites. On-air talent, Rob McGee, Annie Coleman, and Tom Nolan. Production assistants, Trent Botello and Carrie Coleman. Spud's Greek chorus is The Folk Singers in Hell. Live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll publicist. Opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of the station, the sponsors, or any living person except Spud Goodman. Copyright 2016 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. So we're going to work very, very hard. I'm so honored by this evening. If you would have told me on June 16th, when I was with my wife, Melania, and we came down the escalator in Trump Tower, and it looked literally, well, a little bit like this. And it takes courage to run. I'll tell you what, it takes a lot of courage to run for president. Uh, I've never done this before. This is something I've never done. But I felt we had to do it. When you look at the incompetence of the... For an eclectic mix of music. Stay tuned for captivating talk. Stay tuned for insightful analysis of the Spud Goodman Show. Stay tuned for the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Here is your host, Lawrence. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Lawrence, and I will be your host for tonight's post show report. Yes. And with me is my lovely co host, Gina. Super. Gina, 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 I'm glad you, you are with us tonight. You know, I appreciate, appreciate having you. You know, I really enjoyed listening to you in the first hour. I didn't know much about your family history. I was kind of surprised. It was really interesting. Oh, hey, Lawrence. Yeah, it was, you know, somewhat of an enjoyable show on Spud's show tonight for once. Mm-hmm. I hope I do get some response from potential family members, though. I mean, who could have been listening or, or still listening right now? If so, hello, fellow Gorskis. Gorskis. Wow, yeah, yeah. Super. You know, I had no idea that that was even your last name yeah. around here. We just call you Gina. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this. Would you prefer to be addressed formally as Ms. Gorski now? Do you want me to do that? Because I, I, I feel like I want to show oh. proper respect No, no, to you. Just, just Gina is fine. Oh, you, right. know, yeah. you know what, Gina? I actually might be able to help you get the word out about your family reunion. Um, I don't like to toot my own horn here, but I do have my own <laughs> podcast, and I only charge podcast. a small fee for personal mentions yeah. from listeners. All right, everybody. That there, that was the show's highlight guy, Derek. So now we can consider him introduced. All right. Good. And what? That's all I'm getting? 
Derek, you have what? a podcast? I, I don't think I was aware of that. Look, you know, Scott, he even said it a couple of weeks ago. By 2020, they're going to project that every living being and maybe some dead people are going to all have their own podcast. That's, so you That know, sounds made up. That's nothing really to brag about. If you yeah, ask. you know what? I heard that crack he made. Well, my podcast seems to be doing really well, actually. And uh, I get a tons of emails and likes on my podcast facebook page uh can i give you can i give out the name on the air no that, no cool? no 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 it's not uh, cool come on no because that's going to be against the fcc rules and more importantly uh, spuds he's going to flip out if you're going to try and go and plug your own podcast on his post-show report uh yeah he won't let me talk about my activities as sergeant at arms of the insane clown posse fan club on this show he feels it's a conflict of interest and i just can't figure out where he's coming from with see? that see all right Derek. all right now hey, hey I, you know so I, I do want to ask you something though how much do you charge for your on-air personals let me oh you know. well i'm glad you ask i actually uh have a sliding scale Women, I usually air theirs for free. Super. But most of the ones from guys, I charge about 20 bucks for each spot. 20 um, bucks? Well, you know, I got to uh, pay the bills, man. Uh. I read that anyone can do a podcast for like no money at all. It literally costs nothing to do a podcast. Well, I have to pay for my time. Time is money, you know. You know what? I never heard your podcast, Derek. Um, Okay, how many downloads do you get? I don't really feel comfortable discussing my business matters live on the air here. Hmm. Um, let's maybe change the subject. Aren't no, rates supposed to reflect how many people actually hear the thing? I mean, what do you promise people who pay for their ads on your podcast? Yeah, how long? How long is is your podcast? Uh, two hours. I do one or two a week. All right, super. What wow. would you possibly say to fill up two hours on a show? I mean, do you have guests? No, just me. Well, do you like play music or do you have anything entertaining that you do? Well, I mean, lately I've mostly been speaking about Donald Trump. Um, uh, you know, I yeah. share his wisdom yeah. and policy platform positions Not with super. my listeners. Um, there's, you know, lately there's been been a big spike in demand for all things Trump. What policy positions? I mean, have you read something that the rest of the country hasn't seen? Well, you know, okay, look, you know, I'm going to put a pin in this because we've got to bring on the panel here. we got to welcome back Dave. Dave, welcome back from being out of town last week. We missed you. Well, thank you, Lawrence. It's a pleasure to be back. I enjoyed listening to the show as a member of the audience last week, and uh, uh, you folks acquitted yourselves well. Thank you very much. From the other side, it must have been trippy, huh? Oh, i got to give a shout-out to our engineer, Mike, who's with us as always. We appreciate you, Mike. Hey, thanks, Lawrence. It's great to be here as always. All right, and then we've got our production assistant, Trent, of course. Hey, Trent. Can I be introduced later? I'm watching cat videos. Oh, cat video. Yeah, we, we'll let you go back to your cat videos. But we do want to give super. a mention to our college intern, Carrie, with us here tonight. Hey there, Lawrence. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you doing, Carrie? I'm doing excellent. Thank you. All right. Well, I hope you uh, refrain from any of those toga parties over at the college scene and all that this quarter, because all that hedonism and whatnot. You know? Oh, absolutely. Too much homework. Yeah, oh, yeah. So you got to keep your nose to the to the stone, some grind, grindstone. Yeah. All right. We're going to start off the music component of the show here. We're going to start with the legendary Sammy Davis Jr. And this is a live cut of What Kind of Fool Am I? That was recorded at the Coconut Grove back in 1963. And then we're going to go back a little further into the 60s. And this is a band from Lincoln Park, Michigan, the MC5, and Kick Out the Jams. All right, let's hit it. What kind of fool am I? Thank you. Who never fell in love? It seems 
that I'm the only one that I have been thinking of. What kind of man is this who could not see what could be seen by almost everyone but me? What kind of lips are these that lied with every kiss, that whispered empty words of love that left me alone like this? Why can't I fall in love like any other man and maybe then I'll know what kind of fool I am what kind of clown am I what do I know of life? Why can't I cast away this mask of play and live my life? Why can't I fall in Isn't that a good song? Isn't that a wonderful song? Written by Tony Newley, as you know. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad you like that. Yeah. Over what I'm feeling. It's my 
The Spud Goodman post-show report. All right, here in the studio, we still got with us here our musical guest. That's Cloud Person, and I, you know, I want to ask you guys something here. You know, to get started, I want to see if I got any common common interest with you guys. Have, have any of you done any a stretch, like any hard time in prison? Uh, Steve's been in and out of prison since he was in elementary school. Oh wow. Yeah, but uh, Mikkel was arrested. I w- Mikkel and I had both been arrested. We both had to cop up to that. Yeah. All right, super. It's pretty well, chill, though. Well, that, that's good that that was chill. Now, that was a long stretch square. for you to get an early start there. <laughs> wow. It's been a long time, yeah. <laughs> so now with the name Cloud Person and all that, now any of you guys, any of the members in the meteorology, because you know Spud's cousin, he's got like a Samuel, he's got his own Doppler radar. Any of y'all got a Doppler? Oh, yeah, we're all about that, man. Yeah, that's what that's that, we're all meteorologists during the day. Heck yeah, I've got three in my house. Three meteorologists? Three. No, 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 three Dopplers. <laughs> oh, in good. His basement. Super. Yeah. That's, that's your secret in the basement. Totally. <laughs> yeah, if you have three actual meteorologists, I, <laughs> I'll keep it on the down low. That's you know? illegal. Shh. Yeah. Oh, now, um, so now let me ask you guys this. Uh, I really want to know what is your favorite popcorn flavor? Because you know they got so many options, like kettle corn and the extra butter movie. And now they got this pumpkin popcorn over at uh, Whole Foods. I'm a, I'm a purist. Straight yep. up Sucker for the caramel. Yeah. Caramel. The caramel? Mm. Yeah, the caramel. You can't beat caramel. It's hard to beat caramel. It's uh, stuck in your teeth, though. Oh, that's, you, you got a good dentist? You no. Got, oh, well, that's... Oh, yeah. That, it's a problem. <laughs> it's a crime almost there. Now, now, is there, a, like, a band that you guys listen to that has uh, an impact on the sound of Cloud Person? More like bands. Bands, okay. Yeah, we all kind of bring our own influences to the the band. Um, for me, it's probably Pink Floyd more than anyone else. Yeah. Pink Floyd. And what a else? newer one, Unknown Mortal Orchestra, is another big influence. Mm-hmm. All right, super. I have a couple more out there, I imagine. Cameron? I'm a big James Brown fan. Yes, always, you are. Uh, oh, yeah, the Godfather. Heck, yeah. Sure. My 80s soft rock is always getting shot down. Yeah, oh, Mikel needs to stop that. 
Uh, Don't get her started. That's a good step there. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, gonna, so now the drummer. I got to ask the drummer this because uh, now do you get to vote? Do you have a voice in the band? Because I hear other drummers, they say that, you know, they kind of push them aside and, and they just never, say, never. Absolutely no. never. They just He doesn't get a microphone at practice. Seriously. <laughs> I start a sentence and they just look away like every time. We just like, can't hear you, man. <laughs> and now you got a mic. This is a special day for you. It is. I like super, it. super. All right. So you guys are going to take us out with one last song. What's the name of the last song you're going to do tonight? It's called Secret in the Basement. All right. Cloud Person.
This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. So, uh, Derek, I bet you on your podcast, you don't do highlights, do you? Uh, no, I tend to, you know, keep that just to the show. I don't like to, you know, cross put anything interesting crossover in your podcast, everything. So. Well, no, there's plenty of interesting stuff. I mean, I could go on and on about, you know, Trump's policies. And no, this no, and that. You, you don't. You can't go on and on. You I, I can't. Highlight. No, I can't. No. Just I'll, I'll give you the download link. Uh, right now, I'm going to go to the first celebrity highlight that we have tonight. Comes from JB Smoove talking about how. If uh, table manners translate from real life into his TV show. Oh. Well, he hasn't said no, so. All right. Um, You're now in season four uh, on your show, Four Courses with J.B. Smoove on the Madison Square uh, Garden Network. I hear you only have one rule with guests on the show, and if if they violate it, you'll banish them from the dinner table. What is it? Because I always need to brush up on my dinner table manners, you know? Yeah, you should, man. Uh, Be careful not to speak open, fully open mouth. Yes. Fully. Uh, don't put food in your pocket. There's a, there's a few of them, man. You know, uh, excuse yourself for the restroom only between shots. Uh, don't eat off anyone's plate. Uh-huh. There's, a, there's a few in there that are pretty darn good. Uh, there's a few good ones, man. Uh, do not take your shoes off under the table or undo your belt. Um, there's a few of them in there, man. A few very good ones and very, very uh, timely ones that I feel like, uh, you know, you should carry over into your personal life also. Not just for my show, but you should watch it to gain your edit- get your etiquette up, you know? Yeah, so you're kind of a taskmaster at the dinner table. You pretty much, uh, uh, you run a tight ship is what I'm saying. You have to run a tight ship, man. You want people to look good on camera. You don't want to, emb- you know what? not only do you not want to embarrass them, you don't want them to embarrass themselves on camera because they people forget they 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 their guard now and they almost forget that they're uh on camera they 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 you know they, they're having such a great time at the table with my with, with each other that they forget and start doing things they would normally do in their personal life which is open their mouth fully fully open mouth you know and, and, it's, and it's my job to get you some great food so the great food i understand but you know great food requires your mouth to be closed to enjoy all the taste, all your taste buds activate. Oh, I did not know mouth, this. Huh. When you open your mouth fully, you diminish the taste buds go down a certain certain amount, a percentage amount of taste. Wow. Goes down. All right. I just wrote yeah, that down. I had no idea. Damn. All write right. that down, brother. Write that down. All write right. That down. Well, as you only eat. That's a lot of rules. I, I didn't know half those rules. Are those rules at everybody's house or just his house? Just. Uh, just uh, smooths. I don't know. Hmm. We break most of those rules. All right, super. At your house, you do. You, well, you, there's also a baby at the table, so. Oh, you you know you got to throw know. out all the rules when it comes to a baby. Yeah. The, the baby's probably bringing some new rules too. Oh yeah. All right, let's do some more tunes here. Uh, we're gonna start this set off with. Uh, uh, this is a mashup. It's Daft Punk versus Gary Newman, and this is titled Technologicars. Then. We have the Dave Clark Five with Catch Us If You Can. All right, Dave, hit it. Buy it, use it, break it, fix it, break it, fix it, break it, break it, fix it, break it, break it, fix it, break 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 it, Thank you. 
Stay tuned for more of the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Welcome back to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. I believe we have a caller, Lawrence. Do you want oh, yeah. to take it? They said it's some guy who listens to Derek's podcast, if you can believe that. Why no. would it be surprising that yeah. one of my many podcast listeners would want to talk with me? I mean, I have quite a following, you know. You don't know why? Well, you know what? It's got to be a friend or a family member or something. So go right. ahead. Yeah, put them on. Let's true. find out. Hey, caller, are you there? Yeah. Can I talk to Derek? Uh, yeah, so Lawrence is the host of this show. That's Derek right. may have his own podcast, but this is a real radio show. And on this program, he's our highlight guy and nothing. Caller, uh, this is Derek here. Hey, Derek. I wanted to tell you how much I liked the podcast last week. Thank you. The one in which you talked about how to grow a beard for the full two-hour show. Oh, yeah. It oh, was riveting. Oh, my gosh. I learned a lot. And someday, I hope to grow a beard that looks just like yours. It's good to hear. I know it won't be as cool, but I'm still going to give it a shot. Definitely won't be cool. <laughs> Problem is, uh -oh. right now, I can't grow one as my boss at work says it can look intimidating. Psh. I work at a daycare center, and she says it would scare the kids. Come on. Okay. Yeah, well, All right. You know Super. I know that the beard here scares all of us in the studio. Yeah, especially the day-old food particles crusted oh, it up. Okay, caller, you really need to sit down with your boss and try and reframe the discussion. Uh, do a little word association with her. Um, beards are a warm and friendly fashion statement. Start mm. off with Abraham Lincoln and finish yeah. up with Santa. It should yeah. alleviate her concerns. Okay, I will. So, Derek, the ad I bought... The one that aired on your show last week? Oh, uh-huh. It was a personal apology to my old girlfriend, Denise. Yes. I only had 15 seconds, but I thought mm -hmm. it was pretty well written. My problem is, she did not respond. Oh. No word from her at all. Mm. Uh, caller, Derek is not broadcasting on NBC or CBS in primetime. Your girlfriend was not listening to some podcast put out oh, by hey, some... Caller, you know Super. the financial agreement you acknowledged when payment was made. Um, you know, I make no guarantees about the success rate of these ads that are aired on my podcast. But once PayPal has transferred the funds to my account, all transactions are final. Oh, I'm not asking for a refund or anything. Oh, I would never do that to you, bro. Thank you. No. What I wanted to do was maybe buy all the ad space available oh. for this week's podcast. This way, I can make sure Denise hears my apology for sure. That sounds like a great plan. She must have gone to the bathroom or something when my personal ad came on last time. Yeah, that mm -hmm. was it. Yeah. Uh, Carla, let me ask you this. Uh, are you still living with your parents at home? And uh, do you maybe enjoy comic books a little too much yeah and do you own a large number of action figures too yeah i do live in the garage at my parents place yeah. they had it remodeled for me like 10 years ago oh. and yes i do enjoy comic books and action figures who doesn't okay uh, yeah right. caller, just go ahead Mystery and uh, you know link up to my paypal account and purchase all available spots for this week uh you're being yeah. very smart with here with your saturation um saturation by the ad 
Uh, so you're definitely very media savvy. <laughs> I appreciate this. Well, thanks, Derek. I'm gonna go ask my mom now if I can borrow her Visa card. There is no way Denise is going to miss it this time. All right, super. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for all you do for your podcast listeners. Mm -hmm. We love you, Derek. Oh. And I love all my fans, oh, okay, too. Okay. Goodbye, okay. caller. Yeah, 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 yeah. We we, we got to get back to the music here like, like now. See? Yeah, now. I'm See, a guys, bit queasy. Play some listeners. music. Yeah, me too quickly. here. You know, let's let's do this. So we're going to start off with the, this block here with my, my morning jackets anytime. And then we have a band that performed on Spud's show a while back that was... 13 scars and this tune here is off the ep can't lose for winning and it's titled sweet nothing all right dude <laughs>
Why don't we get another highlight? Let's do it. I like it. Uh, So this next highlight comes from William Hurt talking about Lost in Space. You know, in terms of your roles, I have to say this. As a Lost in Space guy, I'm appreciative that you did that movie as I've spent decades taking crap from family and friends for preferring that TV show over Star Trek. Never fear. Smith is here. Thank you, sir. I love things. I mean, I love the idea of Austin Space. We had a little bit of a, there were some snags we ran into along the way. Danger, Will Robinson. But I just worked with Steve Hopkins. I mean, I, I just worked with him on Race. Oh, oh yeah. So Jesse Young. Heard it was great. Director. We had a, we, and we had a wonderful, we had a wonderful time. Super. Well, in 2000. I didn't like that show. I was scared of robots when I was a Lost kid. Lost in Space? Yeah, the robots scared me. I didn't like that. A little before my time. Before you t- uh, you, well, you saved yourself some scaring. That's good. I could do a pretty good Dr. Smith imitation. Let's hear it. Oh, the pain. The pain. <laughs> Ooh, not too bad. Not too bad. It's better than the robot because that would have scared me. I'm glad you warning, didn't do that. Warning. Warning. Uh-oh. You got to have the uh, flailing arms. Uh, uh, you guys are making me nervous. I'm going to do some more music now. Oh, we're going to do so. Uh, we're going to start with that cool Australian band from a few years back. That was Midnight Oil. Remember them? With uh, Dream World. And then we have a band, The Lemons. Now, Let's not confuse this, The Lemons, with the Northwest Band from the 90s that was on uh, Spud's Cable Show. They played twice. They were also called The Lemons. But these lemons hail from Chicago, and their song is titled Lemoncita. But we're going to start with uh, Midnight Oil.
This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. All right, all right. Hey, guys. uh, So don't get mad at me here, but I'm not going to play this last highlight. I've got a little clip from my podcast that I want to play on the show. Hey, Dave, you want to hit play? No, no, don't hit Hit play on the clip, Dave. Dave. We're going to do some music. Uh, Let me do this. We're going to start off. What should I do? Well, we're going to do music. We're going to start off with uh, a band that was on uh, uh, featured on Spud's old TV show. All right, super. A lot, actually. It was Concrete Blonde, and he interviewed the lead singer, Johnette Napolitano, uh, a few times, and she was always a great gift. So uh, she was always a great guest. Anyway, this tune we are playing here is off the, the self-titled debut album. It is is still in Hollywood. Then my podcast Christopher. clip. No, just the just the concrete block. Good save.
This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Man, that uh, Jeanette Napolitano, she could rock, man. I wonder, mm-hmm. what's she doing these days? Uh, Probably listening to my podcast. No, I don't think so. And you know, this whole podcast time, chewing up our airtime, you know, the other this would have been a pretty decent show if it wasn't for you kind of plugging that thing. Yeah, probably. in the future, we're going to have to do be more vigilant about that. how that topic Look, comes Look, whether out. you right. two will acknowledge uh. my popularity with listeners or not, the fact remains that I have my own podcast and you don't. I can sense the jealousy, but you need to keep it under control, guys. I don't don't hate on my success. I don't know what you're sensing because that's not that's not what's coming from me. Because you know, I tell you something. Me and Gina, we could have podcasts. Oh yeah. But you know what? We choose to be unique. All right, yeah. super. So when my grandmother is talking about starting up her own podcast next month, I mean, no disrespect to my Grammy, but. That's a sure sign podcasts have jumped the shark. Yeah, you're grand- I'm going to listen to her podcast yeah, if she starts it up. You know, my, my, my dentist, he's got a podcast now. Look, look, it'll take yeah. time for the cream to rise to the top, okay? But you, you know, know, give look, it that time. Let me tell you something. That cream that you're talking about, I think it's probably rancid by, by that time when it gets there. Uh, Gina. Is there anything that you want to say before we uh, wrap this show up here? Oh, uh, just that I hope all Gorskis out there who might be listening are aware of our big family reunion picnic coming this summer. And details oh, to be announced soon. That's nice. Man. I'd, I'd like to learn more about Gina's <laughs> grandmother's podcast. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, I'm curious. What's she going to talk about? Share recipes? Maybe? Uh, yeah, she's, it's actually going to be about baked goods. Baked Gorski goods. Baked oh, that's, that's cool. Goods. I, would I, that I could, I could see yeah. actually yeah. listening to that. that yeah, it's going to Call my Grammy's pie. I had I had a I had a baking uh, baking episode on my podcast too. No, nah, yeah, that's not. See, doing it again, man. I gotta tell just you, just grating a little extra cheese on the frozen yeah. pizza is not baking. You, you know what? You know, Gina, you talking about a family reunion? Man, I was adopted, so I can't really go to oh. family. You, you could fit everybody in a booth at Denny's for mine. So, oh, well, oh, I uh, I come from a very large family myself. Uh, we choose not to have big gatherings as things can get a little out of hand sometimes, especially when alcohol is involved. Yeah, I think alcohol is probably involved in that podcast. Yeah, I'm well, thinking. our family, the Gorskis, are not a bunch of Vikings. We don't eat with our hands, you know. We are very well-mannered people. I bet you you are. That, that show, the Vikings, I bet you they feature some of your ancestors on that show that's on TV now. Mm. Yeah. All right. You know what? I, we got to thank you, the panel here. We've got Dave on our soundboard, Dave. Nice job. It's nice to be back. Well, it's nice to have you back. And then we got Mike, our engineer. We couldn't do it without you, man. Oh, man. Well, it's a blast always. Always always a good job. And Trent, our production assistant, good job on you. I switched over to the dog videos. The dog, oh, dog videos now. All right. And Carrie, our college intern, you represent the breast and brightest of your, of your generation, I got to say. <laughs> the best. Hey, hey. We do, we do, we uh, do, we do. All right. So, if, uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to jump in here and say something no, before we sign no, off. We, okay. Uh, good night, we, we everyone. No, but all right. We will meet again next uh, week, same time. No, same place. We can't be out of time again good before night, I can. So sorry. Yeah. Everybody, no, check out my podcast next night. week. Derek now out. Goodman Post Show Report is 
Written and directed by Spud Goodman. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Associate producer, David Deere. On-air talent, Annie Coleman and Derek Schneider. Live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Production assistants, Trent Botello and Carrie Coleman. Theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll publicists. Copyright 2016 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Keeper. <laughs>